Hello and welcome to episode 156 of the 61 IndieCast. My name is Mike Townsend. Tonight I'm joined by Ubisoft Harry Lazidis. Hello, it's pronounced Ubisoft. Ubisoft, I'm sorry. <laughs> and also Kyle Stevenson. Howdy. Hi. Was I was about to say hello and I changed it midway through. Howdy. Howdy. Cool. Uh, it's brought to you by Celsius, by the way. Oh, yeah. What flavor Celsius? Arctic. The best Arctic. one. Arctic berry. Excellent choice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm stocked up on my peach mangoes. D- did I say this on the podcast already? I went... I think you talked to us about it last night when we met to go over. Oh, separately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to Walgreens the other night to deposit cash. That was the primary reason to go to Walgreens because we don't have a Capital One ATM around us and you could just do cash app and then cash up to the bank account whatever mm-hmm. um didn't want to spend any money but then as soon as you walk in there's a beautiful just luxurious tower of celsius display That's how um, and by luxurious tower display i just mean there was a bunch of pallets stacked on top of each other <laughs> and of course my flavor the peach mango green tea was at the very bottom so <laughs> i got down on all fours my my awful pretzel back and all and was just lifting little pallets on the floor to dig through priorities um, how to restack them yes priorities after <laughs> i restacked them i realized that there were peach mango green teas on the top so it was all nice. for nothing i hope they realize your hard work and like pay you for for what you did one day celsius my dms are open still <laughs> it, might, it, it must have looked like you were working for them and stocking the store <laughs> it was just me, Kelsey, and the one employee at 10 p.m. on oh, a Sunday. Okay. <laughs> oh, so exciting. I might have uh, convinced her to try that flavor, though. She was very curious about <laughs> after seeing my efforts to get it out. <laughs> uh, enough about that, though. Tonight is a uh, it's a special episode of the 6-1 IndieCast. We are pre-recording this uh, before our usual slot because the Play NYC Spotlight just aired. But before we get into that. Of course, you are listening to the 6-1 IndieCast, a weekly video game podcast amplifying the indie scene and smaller games outside of the AAA space. New episodes drop each and every Monday morning on all major podcast feeds and YouTube.com slash 6-1 Indie. Supporters over on Patreon.com slash 6-1 Indie could tune in live as we record and gain access to Clocked Out, the IndieCast post show. But if money is tight, no worries. You still can show your support with a simple click. Wherever you're listening, go ahead and leave this podcast a review. Follow at 61Indie on your social media poison of choice. Subscribe and hit the bell on YouTube.com slash 61Indie and tell your friends all about us. Shout out to the PD fans, Kobe Cordes, Jacob McCourt, Jill Grote, Nicholas Johnson, Nicole Humphrey, Play Jason, The Compound, and our showcase producers who got a credit after the Play NYC Spotlight. Cole, aka The Good Sir, Jacob McCourt, and Brett Griffin, thank you so much for your love and support. Bit of housekeeping before we get into things. The Mini Indie Showcase returns on August 31st on YouTube.com slash 61Indie and 61Indie.com slash showcase. Note that URL, not active yet, but it will be. <laughs> but yeah, YouTube.com slash 61Indie. It's the best place to look at everything and interact with folks in the chat. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Would mean the world. We just hit 500, by the Woo! way. Showcase producers, this is your last chance to support the Mini Indie Showcase and get your name in the credits. I'm currently editing the showcase, so obviously uh, once it's edited and picture locked, that's it. I can't add your name. So if you want to support our showcase efforts, if you want your name at the end of the credits, if you want some behind-the-scenes goodies, uh, please go ahead and hit up patreon.com slash 61indie and uh, check out the showcase producers here. 
and uh pax west i will be there uh, i'm doing uh some vicarious stuff we have uh our, our next published game mirthwood we're i'm um, working the booth over there so if you're at pax west go play it uh but also i am part of video game trivia jacob mccourt's fantastic trivia show uh Harry, you looked up where it was. I know it's Sunday at 630. Sunday at 630 in the Blue Morpho Theater. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, VOD will be available if you guys aren't able to make it. Yeah. I just learned that it is a insect. It's a butterfly. That's oh, is it native is to it Seattle? Pretty? I don't know, but there's also a Blue Jay Theater. So maybe it's just a blue theme. No, nah, but then the other one's like Monarch. Oh. Yeah, there's a Monarch Theater. Or maybe each floor. Because it blew my mind, what was it, last year was like the ground level was war- like the ground oh, level yeah. was like land Walking creatures. creatures. You have land creatures, the that's the way to put it. Floor was water <laughs> creatures, and then the third floor was flying creatures. I'm like, boom. Which is cute. That's I yeah, like that. Like, that's nice. What a cool little Easter egg that was when I found that out. <laughs> uh so yeah, if you're at Pax West and you spot the bald beacon, give it a, give it a nice beacon. little a nice little head rub. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm writing that down. You don't know oh, about the you, bald beacon? I don't know. Do you, is that is that Yeah, it's my yeah. superhero name. Do you want to show the people here your shirt that they can find you in? You this red that one that I'm wearing? Oh, the, no! <laughs> I was like, you want to show people your you shirt? Oh, this, this true classic tees, plain not. red shirt. Uh, yeah, if, if you're watching the video version and you see behind me. I have this lovely piece of fashion, which is uh, the Sonic Adventure 2 button-up shirt. Um, there you go. There's the logo. Uh, Kyle, can I tell you something? The material of this shirt? It's not good. It's a straight-up flag. <laughs> it's it's a straight-up flag. <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of, like, str- like regular, like, dad button shirts mm, that yeah. are like, hey, dad, I got you this for Father's Day. And then the dad's smiling, like, if- oh, thanks, son. I love it. If you wore that in the rain, would the rain just repel off you? Like it would probably tattoo my skin. Yeah, it would actually bleed into the colors. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh Mike, I didn't know you got a full body tattoo of Sonic and <laughs> other dude, Shadow. Oh no, the the entire crew is here. Don't worry. There's Knuckles, there's Rouge, uh Liquid is down there somewhere. Is Rouge the pink lady? No, that's Amy. Ru- oh. Rouge the bat. Rouge is the very sexy bat. Uh, the boobalicious one. Yeah. Okay. Part of my sexual awakening back in 2002 or whenever it was. Cool. Thank you for that. You're Why welcome. did I think you were going to say like 2022? <laughs> I mean, timeless, really. Fair. <laughs> yeah, awakenings have no time limit. That is very fair. But yeah. It, uh, if you see me rocking this flag uh, on my body, uh, it's because it's the only flag I'll salute, to be quite honest. Anyways. Transition. Transition. Yes, uh, as I mentioned, this is, I guess, technically a special episode of the Six Way IndieCast, even though it is divulging into a normal bullshit chaotic <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, you know what you signed up for if you're you going to sign up for. So, yeah, it is posting on an irregular day because uh, today, Thursday, August 17th, it took me a while to think about time traveling. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, today, Thursday, August 17th, we premiered the Play NYC Spotlight. Uh, quick little 12 minute video highlighting 10 indie developers who are crafting some of the most unique uh, gaming experiences that we've seen in quite some time all featured uh during play nyc 2023 um this is a great example of what we want to do at six one indie moving forward obviously we have the two mini indie showcases being our big productions 
twice a year. Um, but in the months in between, we want to do these smaller spotlights, a little more DIY, a little more smaller scale, easier to like bang out and just get out there because there are a lot of indie games out there and we want to give as many as humanly possible a platform. So uh, I hope you dig it. If you haven't watched it, go over to youtube.com slash 61indie or 61indie.com slash playnyc. You can check out the video. Again, it's short. It's sweet. It's it's a great time. Um, I'm personally very stoked on how it turned out. We could talk about some of the behind the scenes stuff as, as far as like the audio goes and like the microphones failing and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I'm very happy with how it turned out. I think like it flows great. It, it puts the spotlight on the devs themselves and like generally like today's episode, we're going to go through the, the lineup one by one, um, but, like the lineup rules. I mean, all the games on the show floor that we saw like were great, but like these 10 in particular are, are pretty sick agree yeah. yeah from a great diverse lineup of people as well which is great yeah agreed um kyle this was your first play nyc what'd you think it sure ha- it sure was uh i thought it was fantastic um i, I know you guys have-, have talked it up over the past couple of years uh i haven't been able to go because summer camp just drains my energy when i was working there yeah um yeah it was great the venue was awesome which i i know is different from last year or the last one so which is a big plus um plenty of room to walk around plenty of of space for the devs the lines weren't too long which was great um only downside is they had really bad flavored coke (laughs) (laughs) the xp flavor flavor. flavor. it's not great it's not great i thought it was fine I did. T- I, I had mine when I got home, and I'm like, "This is perfectly forgettable." So yeah, but free Red uh, Bull. Free Red Bull. That's right. And it was great. <laughs> Harry hoarded quite a bit. <laughs> Listen, when someone says it's free, I'm going to say thank you, and then be like, "Well, I don't want it now. I'll have it later." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and one of my other like favorite things about this is all the devs are very eager to talk about their games and like really show them, show them off. And you can tell just how proud they were of what they brought. Yeah. And we're just so eager for people to play and check them out, which is awesome. Yeah. And I think that's, that was probably my favorite part of this one too, where, yeah, like we've been to these a few times and like you you hear all the cool things that someone's doing, but like, I don't know if it was just a a post, not post COVID because COVID is still happening, but like a post lockdown vibe where everyone was just so eager to talk to other people and just gush about the thing that they've been working on. Um, and every time they were like beaming about like talking about their game. Um, and it, it's refreshing cause it's not like we're talking to the masses of like Ubisoft or Nintendo or PlayStation where they have tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Most of the people we talked to was just like, like Bob and their friend and they're making yeah. a game. Like, so it ends up being like a really cool, like, and, and they're like these solo dev. They're yeah. the, the one person working on it, which is fantastic. Yeah. Which is always funny to me when like, uh, other companies are like, yeah, wow. One game, one dev made this game. I'm like, yeah, that's how a lot of games are made. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> That's just how it works. Um, so yeah, I, I loved, uh, everything about it. And it was like Mikhail said, it was, it was low key and chill, but there was over a hundred games there. There was uh, companies there. Um, the New York critics, uh, awards were there. Like a lot of cool things were there. Even Atari. Atari yeah, had a big Atari. booth there. That too, was surprising. Weird. Yeah. yeah. I think Not they're weird, trying but... to be like, Hey, don't forget. We made a new system. <laughs> yeah. like two years ago. Well, um, they released a game this year that apparently is like very damn good. I, I want to, Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot what it's called, but, 
technically not indie, so like whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. looks sick. What's an indie? <laughs> <laughs> not Atari. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Um. Yeah. Like kind of touching on the eagerness a little bit. Like that's definitely the vibe each year but i feel like this year in particular like harry was saying it felt like amplified a little bit more maybe it is that lockdown nature like this is a lot of people's first chance to like show off these projects and you know because not everybody has the funds like i mean the closest thing next to this would be pax east and not everybody has the funds to to get a pax east booth because it's quite expensive and i know playcrafting and Quick shout out to Playcrafting in particular. Christy and JC were super kind and welcoming and warm. Um, thank you guys so much for partnering up with us. Um, like Playcrafting is like very pro dev and and that's their whole shtick is that they provide resources for indies to really get their games out there. So that's kind of a part of this. And yeah, I think it is like that anticipation after lockdown of like finding the right moment to showcase your thing. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, like people really showed the heck up and again like uh, these 10 we only did these 10 because we knew we wanted to keep this video tight like we could have easily talked to 80 folks if we wanted to yeah yeah one of my favorite stories from talking to christy was how she she mentioned how the year prior uh some volunteers that had been volunteering for play nyc for years they showed up this year and she was like oh great i'm so excited for you to volunteer again and they're like no we're showing off our game finally yeah. and i think that's just super cool the, just the history behind the people that go there and then they go there to volunteer to get a vibe for, of it and then you know create their own stuff is awesome yeah full yeah. circle is always good yep yeah and there's like there is like really that sense of community with like the playcrafting community obviously but just like the new york community also like gumbo is there showing up they have like a few games representing they're the incubator out of brooklyn uh graffiti games which is the partnership with um rockstar it's kind of like the rockstar like assisted indie program that rockstar doesn't like to put their themselves into which is like really cool but like they back like behind the scenes they're like batman it's great um and nyu like the one of the games we're going to talk about that was included in the the spotlight came from the nyu you uh game center which is really cool um so it's a it's a very new york show which obviously like us that being our home turf like it it just like gives you kind of a sense of pride like the stuff that's being produced from home because it's so easy to say like oh yeah well nowadays video games are everywhere but like it's so easy to correlate the games industry with san francisco or maybe like austin or something like that like or even seattle or boston because of pax um so it's great to see um folks from home really stepping up and, and doing some remarkable, unique stuff. Agreed. Agreed. So let's get into it. Let's go game by game in order of the spotlight. First up, we got big boss, a villain simulator from hammer digital an asymmetrical fighting roguelite experience like no other, where you are the boss choose between six unique bosses and customize your spells, abilities, and dungeon in this villain simulator. Take control. Sorry. Take command of minions, acquire royalty and fight your way through the underworld to become the final boss. Harry and I played this last year at Play NYC. We met Matt, the developer, amazing human being. Kyle, you just went hands-on with it this year. What did you think about it? Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool and unique. Um, like, you you are playing as the boss, and it's not just a simple 
you know, attack the heroes that are coming to defeat you kind of thing. No, you're running a business. Like you hire underlings, you hire minions and each of them have buffs uh, and, and whatnot. And you just got to make sure that you are the best boss business around. I think that was, it's a really cool and unique thing thing on on what could have been a very um what's the word i'm looking for yeah rudimentary or or like clone of other games already but the twist of 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 running a, a business as this big boss is cool and and the fact that he's planning on having different types of bosses which is great and and different um uh uh, skills that you can use to defeat these heroes in between the hiring processes and whatnot and it was funny i pulling up the the resumes and you actually read the resumes and 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 why they're qualified to be your minion it's it's really really cool i like that a lot yeah harry and i played the multiplayer mode last year you got to play single player so the multiplayer is really cool i think uh i think i played as the boss and then you and matt were the heroes so like one person is the boss which is more i th- if correct if i'm wrong harry i think the boss is more turn-based where you are doing actions as the button prompts are coming up and then the heroes are more like active gameplay or it's vice versa it's one of those from what i remember it was um they i think they're both turn-based but the 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 big boss took longer for stuff to happen. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool. It, it's like, I was never like super into those asymmetrical multiplayer games, like evolve or, or whatever it may be. But like, I think this is such a unique take on that genre. And I think it could do some really interesting things with like the quote unquote job simulator aspect of it. And it's just generally like the, the core gameplay is just super damn fun. Uh, I'm really looking forward to playing this. Uh, you could, so again, if you go to 61indie.com slash play NYC, you'll see an image for each game, typical showcase stuff. Click that. It'll send you over to their website. Uh, you could wishlist it on Steam. It's currently slated for 2025. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And that was, uh, I think, the first time I played on the Steam Deck, too. It was nice. Mm. Oh, just in general? Just in general. Yeah. Oh, Steam shit. Great. Like I've held a Steam Deck before. Sure. But you have like, played on it. Played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. Next up was Marina on Mars from Outpost 4. Um, I don't have the specific description here because uh, so funny enough, a lot of these games are like super early and like there's no Steam pages or anything like that. And it's we accidentally got like an exclusive on some of these. <laughs> uh, but Marina on Mars, it's a, a lo-fi um survival horror game where you play as uh marina the protagonist mm-hmm. who like picked up a, a job as a physical therapist up on mars and then just some like weird creepy stuff starts happening um kyle i think you, you're the one that played it yep. while i w- was filming and stuff yeah yeah so it's it reminds me of uh coleco vision right yeah. like the the stick figure sprites and whatnot um and you're basically just walking around and running into people and objects to learn about them or talk to them and it seems like a pretty run-of-the-mill, uh, you know, narrative game where you're just kind of walking through, getting to know everybody and whatnot. Then you enter a room, and there's just a body and blood everywhere. <laughs> and you're like, what is happening? And then you have to go find the doctor. The doctor is freaking out. You got all... I forgot if they had, like... They, they had these weird suits. masks on. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that was, like... Think of it like... Um, 
the only example I can come up with is the necromorphs in Dead Space. Sure. Where uh, they're kind of hidden all around, and um, but these are are insight and masks, and they just kind of mumble and whatnot. And then once you discover the body, they kind of all come alive, and everyone has a mask on, and they're blocking you from certain ways or whatnot. It got. I never thought a game that looks like that could invoke such like horror. And I'm like, yeah, this was, this is cool. That was a nice little twist. I'd even told Kyle that when I uh, uh, talked to him after I played, I was like that, that was, I wasn't expecting to be like, so like spooked when I, when I saw that body in in that game. So yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, Kyle, the developer, not Kyle Stevenson, uh, mentioned that there should be a playable demo coming this fall. So uh, I guess keep an eye on their website, which is outpost4.net. Again, you can find that on our landing page for PlayNYC. Cannot wait. Um, also, uh, Outpost 4, part of that Gumbo Collective that we mentioned, the incubator out of Brooklyn. So like Gumbo does some pretty fucking cool stuff. Uh, fun fact, if you are familiar with Skate Story, the, the Devolver Digital game coming out, the really sick skate like game um obviously uh that was um a gumbo joint sam ang came from gumbo as well yeah, and we saw it at a play in my a while ago long time ago yeah uh just really quickly if you go to the outpost 4 website um the demo for marina on mars is there oh it is under games if you hit demos okay, it is demos. there for you to play okay there's no description or anything but it is there for you to experience i stand corrected Go play Marina on Mars. Yeah. Next up, can you guys hear the thunder, by the way? There's a no. gnarly storm outside. Okay, it's not picking it up. <laughs> yeah, if I disappear, y'all, and it's just Harry and Kyle, it's gnarly outside right now. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Scramble Star Crossing from yeah. Dusk Sharp. Yeah, you're goddamn right we did. Embark on a stellar action puzzle adventure. Engage in local, local multiplayer battles with two to four players. Hone your skills as a star clearer in our many single player modes, clearing colorful stars in the night sky or unravel the mysteries of the world and its inhabitants with a huge cast of characters. So, like, my, my biggest regret of playing YC, well, not regret because I was busy filming and stuff, but, like, I didn't get to play anything. This was the one game I was like, fuck, I wish I got to play with one of you guys because it looked incredible. It was real good. It was real fun, wow. especially when we turned up the difficulty. Yeah, it, was, first, it got real good. I was very concerned at first because we played it on, we accidentally played it on easy. I'm like, oh, I yeah. don't, this is really boring. Yeah. So, um, I think, like, once... The, real quick, the the elevator pitch for this is, like, hey, correct me if I'm wrong, Harry, it's, like, Towerfall, but, like, Match three. Yes. Uh, yeah. Match three or more. Yeah. Match three or more. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Harry, yeah. Harry, um, tell me about it. So, yeah, it's pretty much it. Think of it like Tetris where the, the, the blocks are going higher and higher and higher. And once it hits the top, you lose this game. It's going from there's two blocks and they're going from left to right. And as they get closer to the center, the closer it gets, the more in danger you are. But the hook of this is it's a competitive versus game where I'm doing stuff on my top half and it's disturbing Kyle on his bottom half to try and get him closer to the lose criteria. Um, where instead of blocks, there's stars, or sh- I think they're all stars, where mm-hmm. you have to collect three or more, hit them together, and then you get a chain um, and do it multiple times yeah. to ramp up the, the score roster. And you can actually absorb certain colors. You're like, all right, well, I have two yellow on this side, two yellow on this side. Let me absorb the two yellow on the left, throw it with the other ones, and then I have my at least three criteria. Mm -hmm. Um, And as it's absorbing, you can kind of hit it again to get a 
like a chain and get more damage to your opponent. And they're um, also like lock stars that you can only get rid of if it's next to a clear, like a three or more clear of, of a certain color. Yeah, uh, Kyle referred to it as his squish, um, which I thought was really funny. Like <laughs> I did. You, you did say like, oh, this is my sw- squish. Oh, game. yeah. The game squish. I was like, yes. wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because it's immediately addicting. You get the yep. rules in like 30 seconds and you're like, all right, let's go one more time. And that's exactly what we did. <laughs> We're like, all right, and and we, we had a good time without even diving into like the power up. Like there's a yeah. meter that builds on the side and. Uh, apparently that gives you, I forgot what they're called. Star clusters, star, a super ability to super ability thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to probably send more stuff to, to the person you're going against. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't even touch that. We still had a great time. Uh, and it's also up to four people. So it could, pr- it's probably way more chaotic than just us two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was, we got into it as Mike can tell, as he was filming us, he was like, man, you guys are still playing. You really like it, huh? <laughs> yeah. I felt you guys like played like multiple rounds. <laughs> Like just yeah, I think it was best two out of three, but we didn't know that. Yeah. I'm like, and all right, did. let's do one more. I'm like, oh, we have to do one more. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and we did two games because Harry beat me the, the first time and sure. I tried to get it back. I think I did. I don't remember. Harry kicked my butt, though. <laughs> uh, in the easy, I, I easily beat you. And yeah, then I yeah, think yeah. on the normal difficulty, it was 2-1. So sure. on your uh, 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 where you won. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Sports phrasings. Uh, It's coming in 2024. There is a demo available on Steam, so please go check that out. It is a delight. Mm -hmm. Next up, Bad Burrow from Pseudo Zap. Oh, yeah. Ever imagine a Souls-like set in an early 2000s cartoon world? Well, look no further. Explore the cartoony and dystopian city of Battle Burrow. Uh, with its unique dis- district, wacky citizens, and unforgiving enemies. So this was an interesting one. This is something we've had our eyes on for quite some time. Uh, I would say, like, artistically, it looks like a new Newgrounds game. Like, it gives you big, like, alien hominid vibes, but, like, top-down. Um, obviously, being a Souls-like in this, or a Souls-like action RPG in this vein is intriguing. I'm very interested in that, because you typically don't get that genre blended with something so zany and wacky looking and and in a cartoon kind of vibe uh there is a demo available for the single player on steam but what we got to play at playing yc was a multiplayer mode that it seems like uh he tossed together like right before the show which is wild that's what he said yeah game devs are wild pete you're out of your fucking mind (laughs) um so yeah the three of us got to play with uh, another play nyc attendee and uh i thought this was really damn fun what what did you guys think i did too i um i think so the the multiplayer was just the four of us just beating on each other and like fighting and throwing trash cans and making sure we don't get hit by cars um, where you zoom in and zoom out uh, where all the action's happening. Um, it was fun to play it as a multiplayer game because I played it as a single player from the demo from a few years ago. Oh, you did? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I can look it up. Maybe 2020, 2019. Okay. I don't know. But I remember playing it, um, having a good time with it. And it was way harder for single player. This was much more easy to kind of roll around, get your feet wet, like punch each other. Can, uh, can I just hop in real quick and note that Harry spent the whole time just running around, if I'm not mistaken. Running around playing. is a viable strategy. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was playing the long game. 
Yeah, it's just like when people camp. That is a viable strategy. Also, uh, I, thought from we on, I thought we were on the same page and we we're all going to gang up on the, the stranger. That's what <laughs> I thought, but then... I kept forgetting what, I, what color yeah. my character was. Fair. Yeah, and, and it kind of showed it a little bit where it was like, yeah, we just pulled it together because like it was kind of hard to see people and uh, the items that you can interact with versus the items you can't look the same. But once sure. you figured out which items were were why they're like all right now i can bring on the chaos and be all silly that being said for something he just put together in like a day or two it's, it's super wild impressive. Yeah. <laughs> my, my brain is blown by that because at first he said that i'm like wait did he say like a few months or a few like days i'm like oh yeah man, there is it so yeah no it, it was and it worked too like I can't wait. Well. To, I can't wait for him to do like. All right, mm-hmm. I got something here. Let me spend like a month on it and see how much yep. better it's going to be. Um, because this whole the whole vibe of uh, like you're in a New York ish style thing with a vibe where you just have to beat up people and like go about your business is really cool. Uh, I can't wait to see more from this game. Yeah, yeah. If uh, like I said, like Alien Hominid meets like Soulsy combat um if that is something that perks your ears up check it out demo on steam big new grounds vibes yeah the the yeah it's, it definitely reminded me of almost like uh nobody's hero save the world nobody save, save the, the world, world. there right. yeah that, I, that, I think like goofiness yeah nobody saves the world's kind of like vibe and aesthetic maybe a little more toned down and definitely mm-hmm. like the combat like somehow I, I he nailed like the weightiness of like what a soul's like usually feels like Mm-hmm. But in a top-down 2D aesthetic, yeah, it's interesting. Technology. Like you can really feel the weight of each punch. I think that's just a credit to like the design and like just all the animation work and just how the game feels. It feels mm-hmm. impactful. Game dev is magic. It's wild. I can't believe it. Uh, next up, we got Young Street from Weirkus. Weirkus, uh, di- brace yourselves for the description. Uh, before bipedal apes invented radio receivers, before we exchanged our gills for lungs, there was radio. Man-made transitions mutate and extend the electrosphere. Remember the alien face of nature. <laughs> uh, this, this is a mic ass game. It's a mic ass <laughs> game. So, like, we were wandering around, and uh, as we were passing by one of like the hallways against the wall i saw it at the corner of my eye it was a very small booth a small monitor and just like a pair of young kids and i saw this scratchy black and white what seems to be it looks like it was created in microsoft paint but just like straight up the pen tool like the scratchy pen tool and just animated so crudely i mean that in the most beautiful way possible like this game is fucking gorgeous so as we were like rounding out things, I knew like by the time we like stopped, like we were like kind of winding down, like getting ready to bounce. Um, I knew we were at nine games. I was like, okay, I know what the tenth game is going to be. So I went back, and uh, I th- I I believe his name is Shiva. I, it was very hard to hear in there. He had a very uh, somber tone of voice. Um, but yeah, I, I was watching somebody play it, and it's a top-down point-and-click adventure about like just radio frequencies and just like just weird batshit things happening to like this this dude and uh yeah like i said it's just it's really fucking bonkers looking um and and yeah completely up my alley um i believe it's out like you could go to their itch page and you could just download the entire game uh it's free if you want to name your own price i encourage you 
throw weird kiss a couple bucks. Um, but yeah, if you just like weird fucked up looking things, go check this out. It, it, it's I, I I'm excited to like once I stop playing Adobe Premiere, <laughs> once I beat Adobe Premiere, I'm excited to take the time and actually play through it myself. Because yeah, like you said, Kyle, Mike ass game. Can I uh, ask you if you hovered over the word face in that description and see what pops up? <laughs> yeah, a little pig boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about receivers? Oh, yeah, receivers. There's a little receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool stuff. And I love this gif. Mm-hmm. I, I included it in the spotlight of just the guy like pulling out the his eyeball? eye, like the eyeball <laughs> just falling out of a face. Sick. Super sick. Sick with two Ks. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ding dong. Is that the alarm? I think that, I think that bell means it's time for an ad break. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love good timing. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about the remaining five video games. If you've gotten to this point of the 6-1 IndieCast, that means you must enjoy what we do to some extent. So with that logic in mind, if you're enjoying this, why not support us over on patreon.com slash 6-1-Indie? We are a tiny company with huge ambitions to help amplify the indie scene one game at a time. That includes our massive production of the Mini Indie Showcase, a biannual indie game showcase for indies by indies. Not only would your dollar support our efforts into spotlighting indie games, but you gain a few perks for the podcast. First and foremost, you don't have to listen to this ad every single damn week. Secondly, you can watch the podcast live as we record it and join the discussion in the chat. And last but not least, you gain access to Clocked Out, the weekly IndieCast post show available exclusively for patrons. This is where we get to talk about AAA games and films and get a bit unhinged and talk about like the Scorpion King and and Wombats and getting hurt and stuff like that. Anyways, if you're able to, and sincerely only if you're able to, it would mean the world to us if you considered supporting us over on patreon.com slash 61indie. And we are back. Next up, we got another like weird exclusive that like there's no real information about it anywhere. Like we tried to find the trailer and, and a Steam page and all that kind of stuff. And even on their website, it's not technically announced yet. Um, Neon Inferno from Zenovia Interactive. Uh, I don't have a description to read for you guys, but Kyle, you played it. Uh, yeah. From from what I remember, the dev discussing it's you play as an assassin for like a futuristic mafia, and you're just like taking down cops and stuff. Yeah, mafia mob members and and the NY's uh, PD. Yeah, uh, and in it's the a, future, it's a. I guess like the way you could put it is like hyper pixel art. It's like a high def pixel art game to the action side scroller uh, running gun. The unique twist in this one is you are fighting enemies uh, in the foreground and the background simultaneously. Yep. So yeah, you have to be on your toes and know when to stop aiming in the background and deal with the enemies in in the foreground. And it's, it really is like a, uh, uh, you really have to switch some switches oh my, in the brain, yeah. yeah, to kind of figure out how to prioritize the incoming threats because it is fast. It is you have to be on your toes at all times, but it's gorgeous. It was a lot of fun, Real and once pretty. it once it clicked, I'm like, yeah, this is a cool little twist on, on this game. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of like the like time crisis, like in the arcade, like when you're, yeah. you're ducking behind a, a ducking behind a, a, a box or whatever you pop up, you shoot in the background, except this time you're people running at you from left to right as well. So you got to back out of the there and 
attack them and go back. Like it's re- it's very very cool. That's like, a very good point of reference, the time yeah. crisis thing. Because I'm like, yep, because it, it warns you, like, hey, uh, this section you can uh, you can cover yourself, or once you sit in this spot, you're yeah. exposed, so you better know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really good, and it was it was really pretty. It was various Super environments pretty. too. The neonness of it was really yeah. cool. The trains that you had like a little combat thing thing in rad. The the other game that was there too looked awesome too. We didn't get to play it, but it's very similar art style as well. Yeah, uh, Steel Assault, which came out a couple years ago. Um, it was actually published by Tribute, um, which which makes sense for what Tribute typically mm-hmm. represents. Um, yeah, similar kind of vibe, like uh, run a gun, beat em up. Uh, you're you're fighting like big ass robots, and and yeah, looks really cool. I do want to <laughs> pick it up because it yeah it looks like our kind of jam. Um, but yeah, Neon Inferno coming in 2024 uh there's no steam page or anything yet but i believe it's coming this year so keep an eye out if you follow at zenovia llc on twitter uh, i'm sure you'll get alerted for when that page hits and you could throw them a wish list and check it out for yourself next up bungo bash from bungo games Bungo. bungo bash is a juicy multiplayer arena fighter where chunky animal champions known as bungos dash, bounce, and bash each other off the arena until one remains. Sad we didn't get to play. Because the booth was hopping. Yeah, it was hopping. I think uh, both Harry and I's favorite part about this game is when you win, you just shove a whole banana down your throat. That's like the victory pose. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, the way is like giant bears, bears like, yeah. big, like they almost look hawaiian yeah um, and you just shove your belly into other into yeah. other people yeah. to yeah. knock them out yeah you have like a croissant you have cheese you got like <laughs> bombs thrown out everywhere like it, it it's definitely a smash brothers mm-hmm. inspired game with yeah. like a 3d landscape um and it's just super silly um we only saw the bears but the 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 PR pictures also show like a polar bear or a bull, a weird like forest imp looking creature. Um, but it, it looks rad and it looks like yeah. another sw- squish contender if we were ever to, yeah. to try and play this. Yeah, it looks great. Um, the tournament that they were running that day, hence why the booth was popping because like a lot of people were trying to get practice in. That was the first ever tournament that they ran for this game. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah and i could see it really popping off it seems like it's really tight really fluid it it obviously like it scratches that uh smash itch granted we didn't get to play it so like who knows what it actually feels like but you could kind of tell by looking at it that it's doing the right it's it's taking the right inspirations and, and doing the right things um, let me yeah. uh let me read the story mode description that's on Steam because this Please will do. give you more insight into this world. Discover the remarkably magical island of Bungalow, where food is plentiful as grains of sand, mountains are melons, mashed potatoes, and mint ice cream. Towering pancake stacks glazed with syrup waterfalls, canyons of uncanned corn cover salt crystal caverns. Surely a pace with such bountiful resources would be peaceful. Wrong. The bungos have split bungalow into regions ruled by distinct flavors. Align yourself with your preferred palate and represent your realm in a competition to decide the ruler of bungalow. I love their over-the-top alliteration. They're like, yeah. Yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> go they, ham no, on no. this. We are committing to it. What uh what faction are you guys choosing? Ooh, ooh. Uh, that's a great question. Well, what uh between the the mountains? 
Uh, so region's a, ruled by distinct flavors. I don't know what the flavors are. Well, it's well, probably okay. sweet, salty. Oh, well, fair. Fair. You know, melons, the, the, the mountain flavor. is melons, the mm-hmm. mountain is melons, the mashed mm-hmm. potatoes, the mint ice cream, the pancakes. Uh, I'm going pancakes. Yeah, I, I would go pancakes also. Yeah. Harry? I can't decide right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyways. <laughs> Bungo Bash is on Steam. Go wishlist it. I'm sure uh, I have a feeling they'll end up dropping a demo uh, sometime soon after that seemingly very successful run at play NYC. I will go with mashed potatoes. Bam. There you go. Me and Kyle going to knock your ass out. <laughs> yeah. Bungo. <laughs> uh, I will say probably the best booth. They committed to the vibe. They committed. Like they had Inflatable pictures palm of trees. Bungos, palm yeah. trees. Um, they had signs that were like red, green, and yellow, which I guess was the colors of the players. Um, yeah. Like the like player one, two, three, four. Um, but I didn't know what that was for. So hopefully maybe that was just to cheer someone on. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it was very – and it was a good spot too. It was like right near – it as it opened up, you're like, ooh, let's go to that weird thing with bears. Yeah. Yeah, definitely beats that holistic uh, medicine booth. Man, I was so <laughs> like, I saw that in the corner of my eye when we were talking to Aim from Dead Pets, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. I saw it in the corner of my eye. I was like, damn, I could use like a a great good fucking massage crack. right now. Oh, yeah. I, but then like they got into the spiritual stuff. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't Not need gross. Jesus giving me chiropractic. Next up, we got Signal Creek from Snack Time Games. Noir. A 22-year-old college student sneaks into the soon-to-be-demolished... Harry, you all right? Yeah, I thought of a joke that is not appropriate, so I'm not going to say it. Okay. Nor a 22-year-old college student, sneaks into the soon-to-be-demolished Signal Creek Mall, but quickly finds herself trapped with her little brother's best friend and her professional mentor in order to escape the dreamlike reality of the mall. Nor must guide everyone, including herself, through a journey of reconciliation. Harry, you played it. Yeah, so... Before we get to the game of it, this was probably my favorite booth that we talked to because yeah. everyone was super jazzed. Super they were so like over the top excited when we we're like, hey, we want to like showcase you. Um, and the game is really interesting. Like it's I awesome. love the vibe where you're you're in a mysterious New Jersey uh, mall in like modern day trying to figure out like what the hell is happening? Why are we here? Um, I like the weird vibe of like, Hey, this is my, my professional mentor and my bestie. (laughs) Like, how is this vibe going to work? Um, and right now, like the, the, the little bit that I did play as part of the demo was, it was just littered with like fun pop culture references, a little bit nods to other games, uh, like a Kirby was Kerbo or something. Yeah. yeah. There's a sailor moon section, like lunar nights or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was really fun to find and kind of explore and the mystery of like you're seeing stuff from overlapping pasts whether it's the mentor the main character the other person or just random other things um gets me really intrigued and i'm super jazzed to see what this former nyu cohort can do uh with yeah i remember they said they're one of their inspirations uh, for the aesthetic is earthbound yeah definitely can tell yeah big time yeah, it looks pretty incredible. I think um, hopefully it gets enough traction. Uh, so it's it's uh, slated for spring 2024. There will be a Steam page soon. Uh, Erna was a little cheeky with us. Um, 
I really hope it gets enough traction because I feel like this could be something quite special. Um, yeah. You know, you get that sense as soon as you look at it, as soon as you start learning about the characters and learning their narrative and, and really uh, engrossing yourself in the narrative and the situation of it all. And just given the earthbound inspirations. Um, yeah, I think it could really be a sleeper hit of of next year. So definitely something to keep your eyes on. Uh, you can play the demo now on itch again, plan um, six slash play NYC. Click the link over there. Um, you, I, I highly recommend uh, giving them your $5 to, uh, to play the demo. Cause uh, as one of my favorite things on this itch page quote, this game is under development. We are recent mm. university graduates, save our souls and pray for our success. Toss five bucks. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. Like Harry said, they were just so delightful and so eager for uh, anyone yeah. to play their game and talk to them about it. I love when devs like are more personal, uh, personable, like in their description of their games and whatnot. Yeah. Like underneath that one, it says, yeah, the save button is a farce for now. That'll change soon. Yeah. Just, like just be open <laughs> about it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah it's great um definitely a group of folks i want to um stay in touch with for sure and and like yeah good times good times great oldies and then uh next up harry okay i forgot how to hold pens okay <laughs> next up we got Scrapeboard from uh frank demarco and blake andrews which i don't believe they have a studio name in particular so i just shout them out individually shout out to frank i fucking love frank he's awesome scrapeboard is a physical arcade game played with a skateboard deck and four metal floor pads in the game the player is <laughs> this is the first time i'm reading this description the player is a lizard who's given a skateboard deck autographed by tony hawk and challenged to face off against his goons the object of each match is to perform combinations of moves on a skateboard deck as quickly as possible in order to block lethal sword attacks this is not just a video game. Uh, this is a, a physical device platform, if, if you want to call maybe. it that. Peripheral, yeah. Uh, peripheral, thank you. Yeah, as Frank described it to us in the Play NYC Spotlight, think DDR with a skateboard deck. Um, I f- first played this game last year at Play NYC. I almost killed myself, but I <laughs> just by falling and cracking my head open. But it is such a fun goofy delightful time and uh i just love how out of their fucking minds they are Uh, another big reason why i had a good time at play nyc because this is something that we haven't seen yet at like pax yeah Yeah. with like such a physical playing medium for a game at pax i i can't remember of any it was that, and then there was also one with a bicycle wheel that you had to turn. Yeah, at Play NYC. That's jump that up, we didn't like. get to play. We yeah, saw and, it I, too late. and I just—that's my like favorite. Th- not, that's one another thing that's my favorite about Play NYC. It's like let's get weird. Let's just, just I have an idea. Yeah, yeah, like it's like a jam session after your jam session. Be like, yeah, I just f it. Let's just do a bicycle wheel as my controller. Like, why not? Like, yeah, it's, it's um, super impressive. It's, and then it ends up being like a real showstopper. Be like, huh, that is really cool. Like, tell me more. And what's even cooler, if you go to the website that, again, it's linked on 61 slash play NYC. Uh, if you go to the wiki section of their website, the entire builder's manual is on there. So if you want to build it, you can. But uh, currently, Frank and Blake are working on uh, like 
build your own kits that they're going to start selling. So it comes with uh, Raspberry Pi, Raspberry Pi with the software on it, and like everything you would need to build this at home. I know um, when we spoke last year, the the idea was to get this like get like installations and like bars yeah. and whatnot as well, and uh, just for people to play and whatnot. Obviously, um, it's it just it's so weird and so fun and yeah I, I just really commend them for like coming up with something like this like clearly like the concept of like a lizard who's given a skateboard deck autographed by tony hawk and challenged against his foes bonkers in itself but like skateboarding meets ddr is such a great fucking concept yeah and, and, it, and works. it works like yeah i mean that could, well. that could have been like a another you know skateboarding game that we're used to but the fact that they're bringing it into real life and you actually have to get on a deck to make it work, I think makes it super special. Yeah. Skate, skate revolution. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, really quickly, if you are in the New Jersey area in October this year, there'll be a DerpyCon for you to play <laughs> October yeah. 27th to 29th, as well as MAGFest in Maryland in next January. So I got to look into DerpyCon. What is that? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I read that. I was like, I got to make sure I, I'd say something about it. I will say, I do think. Those are older dates. Nope. But no, are you sure? Uh, the oh, ones that are great. Yep. In January is twenty next year. Yep. I'm in sure. Thank you. <laughs> no, I didn't see the dates when I looked at them earlier. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. if you the, look, they're, they're already showcased at like over a dozen places. Over the past yeah, they were at GDC, years, I think, last year. Yeah, they were at GDC, which is cool. Yeah. And some yeah. other cool, lots of New York places, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say something, but it will spoil uh, the, yeah. the mini <laughs> showcase. <laughs> I was also thinking that. But it showed yeah. another familiar place that we are kind of used to, I guess. Mm. Ha ha. Wink, wink. Um, play a game. Go to the website and guess what we're talking about. Guess where we filmed the showcase before we air it. <laughs> uh, cool. Yes, yeah, so that's Scrapeboard, Frank DeMarco, and Blake Andrews. Check it out. It, and yeah, keep your eye on it. Um, if you have the space, I highly recommend like once they put them on sale, dropping the cash for uh, the built at, at home uh, kits. It's a good time. And also, like, I'm a big dude. I have no fucking balance. My back is trash. I still had a good time playing this game. I think that says a lot. <laughs> and uh, I didn't fall, which is great. Two years and in a row. Two years in a row. Look at that. Last but not least, Dead Pets Unleashed from Triple Topping Games, a favorite of ours from uh, Ludo Narakon, something we covered in the past. Dead Pets Unleashed is a feminist narrative slice of life and management light game about punk music, friendship, and growing up. Getting get ready to unleash your inner demon. Play as Gordy. You'll go. Uh, you'll go to band practices. Do what you can to keep the band together. Manage Gordy's irresponsible finances and well being, as well as find time to earn enough money to cover rent, bills, and pretty much everything. Uh, from the creators of Welcome to Elk, dive into the demon world of New Void City and give your childhood dreams one last chance. Uh, yeah, we we covered Dead Pets Unleashed. Uh, I think last, multiple times, like last between year. like Next Fest and, and Luda and Aracon and stuff. Love the concept, love the demo. Um, I love the story they're trying to tell, especially as a former kid who used to be in and out of bands and trying to play Warp Tour and shit like that. And then real life got in the way. All about this concept about the rude awakening of adulthood and uh, the bills. conflict of, yeah, the conflict of like giving up on your dreams or being able to pay bills. I, I definitely felt a little attacked when AIM was saying, oh, can they really do this when they turn 30? Are they too old? It's like, oh man, that's yeah. old. older than that. Oh no. <laughs> the three uh, I was like, hmm. Harry, this is your first time playing it, right? It was. Uh, I remember seeing it before and I was like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. I'm moving on. 
Uh, but the gameplay was really fun. We were pretty much exploring micro areas and having like mini games, whether it's collecting um, orders from a restaurant, cleaning feminine hygiene products, um, using Guitar Hero-esque games and stuff like that. Um, but what I really liked was in between those micro games was like conversation things between characters and you having to make actual choice to be like, all right, am I going to work a full shift, have money, but lose out on friend time? Or am I going to do a half shift, not get as much money, but I can hang out with my bestie. Um, and those ended up being like tiers of, um, resources that you had to keep track of. And I'm not sure where that's going, but I'm, I'm curious if like, things are going to get locked out. Be like, well, you didn't have enough free time or you didn't have enough money to do this. So now you can't hang out with Mike or Kyle. And now yeah. you have to go to sleep and clean your apartment. So I'm really curious on how that's going to impact the overall game. But it was super cool. I loved it. It was rad as hell. And the music was so good. Incredible. Yeah. I'm going to put a guess in now. If you do only work stuff and only make money, you'll become a corporate shell and you'll find your friends <laughs> like on the street or whatever. Like, and they'll oh, just fuck. make fun of you. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. You're yeah, it's a great time. Business stuff. Uh, the demo is available on Steam and Xbox. Uh, it is coming everywhere, I believe. Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and Steam. Uh, it's coming this year, so definitely go wishlist it on Steam and uh, keep an eye on socials for the console release as well. Highly recommended. Definitely one of our most anticipated games of the year. Cannot wait. Also, aim delightful. Just gonna throw it out there. Yeah, another Great. wonderful person to add to play NYC. Yes. Yep. And that's it. Those are the 10 games that we showed off during the Play NYC Spotlight, the inaugural Play NYC Spotlight. Hope the first hope to be the first of many moving forward, an annual charade of ours. That wasn't the way to put it. Never mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm tired. Um, but yeah, if, uh, if you haven't checked it out, please go check it out. It's the the featured video up on youtube.com slash six one indie right now and uh obviously up on the website six one indie.com slash play nyc all the links to all the games are up on the site so please go support all the devs tell them you said hi all that good stuff um and yeah this is kind of our warm-up to the mini indie showcase there is of course one more game uh that we saw at play nyc um a game that we've frequented at play nyc but uh we want to save it for the mini indie showcase so there's your little tease for august 31st at 12 p.m eastern on 61indie.com slash showcase and youtube.com slash 61indie that's it we did it we did a podcast games are cool games are cool play more indies uh psa we if you're listening to this during normal time um (laughs) oh I froze for a second, right? You went, you you went robot for a real like, second. Okay. <laughs> Are we going to have to do this again a fourth time? Nope, we will not. That's a little behind the scenes thing that uh, you won't have to have context about. Internet's been real rough today, <laughs> but I'm wrapping it up. Uh, PSA, uh, if you are listening to this, uh, the when it posts, there's no podcast on Monday. This is going to serve as the podcast for the week. So heads up. Uh, but yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We're going to kick it to the post show for a little bit. And uh, we love you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.